4: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah!
4: Mixed martial arts and bare knuckle. Mixed martial arts and bare knuckle. Oh, Ma- <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> oh, let's go! We like a
1: mix!
4: We like a yes. mix! And bare knuckle.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, you love it. What is up, my friends? Hope you're all out there just having. A wonderful little week. Happy little Friday here. This is the MMA Fighting weekend preview show. Uh, my name is Sean O'Shaughnessy. I am joined, of course, by my crew, the king in the north, the prince of positivity. He's the prince of darkness. He's Alexander Kaylee, Lee. And, of course, the legal eagle. The man with the best damn mane in MMA media. He is your friend and mine, Jed Machu.
5: Hi, guys. And-
3: And of course, the best producer in the business, we have to mention him. The undefeated EKC Layton. He is man of the ones and twos. Let's get into it, fellas. What a weird, weird weekend we have in front of us. I am so ready for it. Uh, We'll just start. I mean, there's UFC, of course. Bantamweights this Saturday. Song Dong, Ricky Simone. It's a perfectly fine fight. I actually think I quite like that fight a lot. Uh, I think there's a good chance we're going to learn a lot about both men. But you take a whole look at that card. UFC Vegas 72 cards not ufc 200 i'll tell you that uh not exactly a blockbuster table setter for the big pay-per-view next week so we'll get into that later because first we have to start with the circus don't we how can we not bkfc this
5: weekend i feel like i would have
3: this feels like a fight circusy type of fight if nothing else bkfc 41 this saturday the most expensive pay-per-view in bkfc history it's got that 49.99 price tag for a reason Familiar names up and down this card. It's basically an MMA event, but with bare-knuckle boxing. And really, no one fight this week has captured the imagination, quite like the one at the top of this card. Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold, a fight I never once ever thought I would say out loud. Former UFC welterweight brawler versus the former UFC middleweight champ. What can you say about this one? Uh, I've got to say, Jet, one of my favorite types of matchmaking thought about this this week as we've talked about this fight is the fight that you never really for one second in your life thought about the fight that you never once considered to even be the faintest possibility in your mind and then it's just kind of dropped on you and once it is it's just it should have been in your life the whole time that to me is what perry versus rockhold is these two just make magic together uh their dynamic is hilarious the lead up to this whole thing has been really fun so I'll put it to you straight jed is this the most interesting fight of the weekend
5: yeah, it's not even close. It's not even close, obviously. <laughs> and this is like this is this is fight promotion. This is why something's interesting, right? Because the "quote unquote best fight this weekend is the UFC main event. Ricky Simone and Song Dong are two top 15 bantamweights you know, one of the best divisions in the sport, as many people say all the time. And two of the 15 best guys are going at it in a fight that matters. That's clearly the best fight. Do I care about that fight? (laughs) I I do not, is the answer. I care about it insofar as it won't be a bad use of my time to watch it. I would watch it at some point. But if that's the hook, this is what you're pulling me in with is that – you are you're not doing too hot man (laughs) that you're not winning shit with that whereas this exactly like you said i've said it a lot my think my favorite fights in all of combat sports are the ones that i never even thought about because that is something new and different i have spent so much of my time thinking about, you know, top 15 matchups and, okay, well, what happens when Corey Sandhagen does fight Mirab Valashvili? And that doesn't mean that that's a bad fight. That fight will be awesome, but it will be awesome for a very different reason, whereas never once in my life did I contemplate Mike Perry fist fighting Luke Rockhold, <laughs> not in MMA, like in a, in a venue where Mike Perry has ostensibly an advantage, but he is also going to be demonstrably smaller than Luke Rockhold. There are things that I've never considered and questions that I have answered. And that still wouldn't be enough. Like just having questions doesn't naturally draw everybody in, but you know what does Mike Perry putting boogers on the man and being just an out and out lunatic and Luke Rockhold being among the worst trash talkers in MMA That it creates a dynamic that you can't look away from this train wreck and not like a train wreck in a bad way, but in one that I am just deeply invested in finding out what happens in like this is, this is fight promotion. Ladies and gentlemen, figure it out because it's not that hard to do it. Apparently you just have to try. And so I'm all in on this one. This is easily the best thing going this weekend.
3: Jed, I want, I want to stay with you for a second. AK, I'll get to you in a second, because you, you mentioned a lot there, Jed, and it's it's something I've thought about throughout the week as we've been consuming the lead-up to this, which has been very fun, and I can't not smile when I think of this fight. Incredible. The funny thing is the UFC never would have made this fight, right? Like, there would be no reason or world where the UFC would make this fight if these two gentlemen were still in the OC. Why do you feel like this has just captured the imagination as much as it has? Like, it fe- seems like people are having a really good time uh, watching the lead up to this, why do you feel like we're so invested in this in a way that, like, if this was headlining a UFC fight night, we definitely would be just complaining or something?
5: Because it's all parts of the Buffalo. All of it has to come together in one thing. If this were an MMA fight, this fight would be garbage. Luke Rockhold would trounce Mike Perry in an MMA fight. That's not. I don't think anyone here is really going to question that, but. Instead, this is a bare knuckle boxing, which is one we have seen repeatedly over time. Bare knuckle boxing ain't boxing, it's a whole different game. It's very different to MMA, it's very different to boxing. It is a sport unto itself, and it's one that Mike Perry not only has a, a good amount of experience in at this point, but also just seems to be his ideal place. Like he he wouldn't make it as a pro boxer, like he could maybe make it as an influencer boxer or whatever. And he Didn't really make it as an MMA fighter. He's fine. But this seems to be his venue, and he's going up against a guy who's really not good at boxing but is so much bigger than him that it makes it compelling. And let's just – let's level with ourselves, Sheen. Let's be honest. You're right. In general, a lot of people would be upset if this main evented UFC (laughs) Vegas 72 – until the moment Mike Perry called him the Booger Man, at which point <laughs> no one's gonna care because that did it. I was like, "Cool, I don't doesn't matter. I need to see the Booger Man fight now because that is the best God. thing that's happened this month."
3: You're the Booger Man now! Exclamation. You're point. the Booger is Man the, now is
5: the quote is of the, the year. Up to peak of point. my
3: journalistic career is writing that headline. You're the Booger Man now on on, on Wednesday, Li-
5: viewers and listeners. I want. I want this to be known a peek behind the curtains when he, when Shaheen was pitching the headline for the Boogerman article, he pitched a couple of them. The Boogerman was the one he ultimately went with. All of us were like, the Boogerman's the funniest one. It's probably not the one you should go with. And yet this man stayed true to his soul and we're all better for it.
3: You got to live your best life. You got to live your truth, Jed. I'm living my truth. Uh, A.K., You've been known to, to rate a card or two, right? Yeah, you know, oh. you're pretty good at it. Perry Rockhold, Mendez Alvarez, Big Ben Rothwell, all like 290 pounds of him coming at you with these bare fists. How are you rating this offering BKFC has given us? BKFC is given us on Saturday. The district
5: Chris Camozzi. Don't forget about Chris Camozzi. You got Chris Camozzi in there. You got Beck Rollins, Christine. Jacques Ray's nemesis.
6: Did I I would love to see them fight a third time in bare knuckle? That is the way to go. Uh I I reserved uh nine and above usually for UFC cards. And I'm gonna do that here too. I, I I'm not calling this, I don't think this event is gonna be like not a nine, a nine and above means we're talking about, you know, one of the best, best events of the year, potentially one of the best events of like, you know, in recent memory. That's what happens when you have an event that's like a nine or above on the degree of difficulty scale and it nails it. Uh, I don't know if this quite has that potential, but it is absurdly high. I think, and it's considerably higher than I'll, I'll rate the uh, UFC Vegas seventy two card as far as potential entertainment value. I mean, we're in the we're in the eight point seven eight point eight range. Uh, maybe I'm being too too optimistic or putting too much pressure on the card. But the top four, again, is just four outstanding matchups. Uh, if Chris Camozzi, you want to throw him in there, fine. Just because he's also, him and Dan Spahn have that sort of, U- the former, you know, MMA fighter, UFC fighter connections. Uh, I, I, like I am to
3: imagine I, Brandon Gertz too. Come sure, on. listen. Oh, Brandon listen, Gertz. Back. Listen,
6: I, I confess, I don't know a lot about some of these other non, you know, if they didn't fight in in, in MMA, I'm probably not that familiar with some of these people. So uh, again, I'm just being optimistic that BKFC will will bring in its usual brand of craziness. Um, but this this main event, to quote Theo uh, from the soundtrack to the classic Disney film, The Princess and the Frog, as you all know it, uh, you're the best thing I never I knew I needed. not know that. You're the best thing I never knew I needed. I was going to sing it, but I don't want us to get sued. I don't want us to have to run this video past you know, all kinds of, all kinds of uh, scans and stuff that might get it taken down. Look up that song. It's a classic. The movie made, like I don't know, $10 to box office. But anyway. You're the best thing I never knew I needed. That's what I say to this matchup because I'm not a Mike Perry fan by any stretch. I'm indifferent, I guess, towards Luke Rockhold. And as you guys have said, if if any of us had suggested this during their UFC careers, we would have been we wouldn't kicked off the staff. It wouldn't have even been a funny take. It would have been like a, It would have been like a. What are you talking about? Like get out. Like go leave. Like leave. And and it's, even today, if you said this fight was happening in MMA, we'd be like, why? But BKFC is is a place where dreams happen. Uh, Jed, you are, oh, actually, I'll ask you, I'll ask you after Jed, but I, I, I was asked about this a bunch of times. I, I was take. I took over uh, hosting duties for heck of a morning this week with the, our beloved Mike Heck, my best friend, on a well-deserved vacation. And uh, every episode, someone was asking about the fight and I had to kind of find new ways to talk about it. But like the best way to, to mention it is like, this is a fight that can only happen and only makes sense in BKFC. Um, I, I would even argue that somewhat like the Komay. Like, I don't know how many people want to see Mendez Alvarez in a in an MMA bout at this point. Um, it's it's still a cool matchup. I, I mean, you could put it on a card somewhere, someone to watch it. But for some reason, making it bare knuckle. Now something I'm really interested in. It's it goes beyond just like, oh, cool, Mendez and Alvarez are fighting. And it goes into, man, I want to see how a bare knuckle fight between Mendez and Alvarez goes. And again, I had never really thought about matching these two up in MMA. But in bare knuckle, it's wonderful. This is this is how combat sports is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. So Regardless of how you feel about bare knuckle and maybe like some of the, you know, some of the personalities that they that they bring on, some of the people they 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 hire, some questionable signings. The very idea of it is so strong. It's so strong and it's so fun. And this is, we're getting like one of the purest forms of it on Saturday with with this main event coming and for Freya Rawlings, uh, Ben Rothwell's in there. It's it's really good stuff. Um, so two things I want to say. There's a poll up there, guys. Please vote uh, oh. in the poll what main event are you tuning in for i see a lot of people saying why didn't you put both no pick a side. this is a culture war there's no, no fence sitting here there's no fence sitting if you if you could only watch one fortunately i think the events are kind of staggered so you should be able to watch both main events if you plan to but if you could only watch one which one is it song versus simone ufc vegas 72 or perry rockhold bkfc 41 perry rockhold Firmly in the lead right now, 64%. 64%. And I don't expect that to change.
5: What are you, 36% of people (laughs) doing? You're not better than us. (laughs) You're not better than us, Jed. I I know that in your heart, that's what you are clicking the UFC. You're thinking, I'm better than these Philistines. You're not. You're in the same (laughs) muck with us. Don't pretend that that garbage is better than Perry Rockhold. It is not. It is not. It's nonsense, Jed.
6: You are the, the you are the, man, uh, un- You're the unofficial, well, I, I say the official fantasy uh, president of BKFC. For anyone, for anyone who missed it, please, uh, I know the NFL draft just happened, but if you still got a little draft buzz going, make sure you go and check our MMA Fighting Fantasy Draft uh, second annual. I've done it the second time. Or first annual? How does that work? You say annual? So this, uh, anyway. Uh, second annual. This would be the first annual. There you go. This would be the second so annual.
5: Second annual.
6: I thought annuals when you celebrate like after one happened already.
5: It's not a annual. Birth. Just anyway, means it happens every it's year. Not a birth.
6: Second annual MMA draft. We did 35 picks this time, seven rounds, and uh, Jed wasn't charged with BKFC. Had the number one overall pick. I mean, some outstanding picks. But I want to ask him: Would this, Jed, would, is this is this something you you would have booked? I mean, theoretically, they're on your roster anyway. Does this fit the the Jed Michoud, uh BKFC uh, modus operandi?
5: Eddie Alvarez, Chad Mendez, I definitely would have booked. I wouldn't have booked Mike Perry, Luke Rockhold, because it honestly just would not have occurred to me to do it. <laughs> it wouldn't uh, have crossed your is, mind. Does Why not mean it? it's bad. I think it's great. I just – my brain never would have clicked those. I would have been like, okay, well, like – Luke Rockhold can probably fight Ben Rothwell or whatever. That won't go well for him, but that I just wouldn't have ever been like, "Oh, Mike Perry, let's let's rock this one." And that's partly why this is compelling. I'm super into it, and you're not better than me. I'm just saying, people <laughs> out there who are Jen, being like, "No one is saying no one say that." No, everyone, every single person who clicked the UFC main event is saying that in their heart of hearts. I know, I know we- the people, A.K. They all believe it, and it's just not true.
6: Another question: Anyone can answer this. Will we hear a boogerman chant during the fight if it goes past, you know, around? Oh, Let's say it goes. It's a little bit, That's you know, competitive, and not, it goes in the
3: second. first second. God, session, it would be the best <laughs> if, if Colorado can do anything and pull through for us on this. Please, anybody out here who's watching from Broomfield, who's planning to go to this fight, please for you for your pals, for your pal Sean, A.K., Jet, do this for us. We don't ask for much. Just do this for us. We want a booger man chant. We need a booger man chant.
5: Is Mike Perry going to come out to "I'm Your Boogeyman"? Because that would also Ooh. just be great. Be a Ooh. huge fan of Lil' Casey and the Sunshine Band, Mike Perry. But I
3: need, I need it like tweaked. I need like a remix version with the R in there. The, I'm your booger man. I need, I need something. <laughs> a little remix. Look, A.K. I, w- I want to go back to you here because Jed started it off wonderfully, and I, I just I'm curious for your take because Mike Perry is very unique. Um, some would say there is no man more suited for bare knuckle boxing than this man <laughs> ever in the history of the world, in the history of humanity, there has never been another person who is more suited for bare knuckle boxing. Uh, and, and part of me wants to, I don't know if brilliant is the right word. Cause I don't think it's brilliant, but it's his unique zest for life that has really brought out this hilarious side of Luke Rockhold, because Jed mentioned it. Every time these two are going at it, you want so badly for Luke to be able to get there, and it looks like he has something, and then he just can't really ever land the plane. I've I've enjoyed the dynamic between them so much. We've learned so much about them. Luke Rockhold, man who does his own laundry, man who makes his own bed, uh, just all of it. Mike Perry, big One Direction fan. AK, okay, have you have you enjoyed the lead up between these two as much as I have? The dynamic they've been given. Yeah. More so than I ever thought I would. When you, when
6: you tell me these two are matched up, I'm like, gosh, these pre-fight interviews and trash talkers are be dreadful. But you kind of end up with the right mix here. You talk about their dynamic; it's it's pretty high school. It's like a pretty high school dynamic in in a, in a fun way. Like Luke Rockhold is, of course, the it is. He's the classic jock, uh, the guy who's he's he's always you know he's been so accomplished and so, and he's a good looking guy. He's never really had to develop a. To put it a, a, put it a he's, compelling personality, if that's fair to say. He's the and
5: dim jock. You I didn't, can't I didn't say because You're I didn't too nice. Say that. He's I didn't the say dim that. jock.
6: I did not say that, but he's you know he like you said he's always has he can he's confident speaking in public has no problem with it, but he's just rarely says anything like he's really able to punctuate his thoughts with that just like oh that's like a big that's a home run quote that's a headline quote like he just but it can't. always seems like it, it always seems he's like getting he's, on the he's, he's getting there <laughs> like he's right there and then it just Gantling. and he wants to and he wants to he's not like so cool that like oh he's he's not nailing because he doesn't want to he's he wants to you can tell he wants to have that quote he wants to be that guy who was like yeah i'm a, i'm a good talker too like i do all i do all this stuff and I, i'm hot on the mic and it's like you, you're really not mike perry doesn't care mike perry doesn't strike me as someone who's like oh yeah i'm trying really hard like Listen, people find him entertaining, but he, I feel like he's not trying. I never feel like Mike Perry is like, yeah, I'm really trying to impress people. I'm really trying to be funny. He's very matter of fact. There's certainly a Diazy quality in there, you know, not not the same kind of personality, but definitely that that kind of yeah. Oh, he's he's not even trying, man. He's not even trying. That's what makes it so appealing. I think that's a lot of what people like about Mike Perry, mixed in with quite a bit of weirdness. There's just that that weirdness about him that uh, some odd turns of phrases, and then so you mix the weirdo, the high school weirdo, with the high school jock. And somehow you get magic. I mean, it's a great team. I could see these guys really getting. I mean, they've been it, the Boogerman thing is mostly harmless. They kind of like it's, I don't think they hate each other. And I think they're actually going to get along really well after the fight is over. Like they've seemed to both be, really be fully embracing what this matchup is. And that's to all of our benefit.
3: I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Jed, you host a, a wonderful program on the MMA Fighting Podcast Network. Great network uh, called No Bets Barts. <laughs> You, you you once lost your entire bank account to Valentina Shevchenko on air live for all of our of audience.
5: Robert you, is what that was. You're all in. She was all out. In on this
3: gambling thing. <laughs> you look at the odds for this one. It's almost like unfathomable. Are there odds? You, oh, there are odds, and it's it. It's almost like unfathomable oh, man. that you were to go I'm back so in time, to
5: find them now.
3: If you were to go back in time, like four, five, six years, and tell us that Mike Perry and Luke Rockhold are fighting. You would think these odds would be in one place, but they're very, very, very much in not. Uh, and as you said, if this was MMA, it would be a totally different conversation, but it's not. It's bare-knuckle boxing, and Mike Perry is a minus 255 favorite in this fight. Almost three to one, Mike Perry, favorite to beat the former UFC middleweight champ, Luke Rockhold, savage grappler, fearsome kickboxer, plus plus two, two uh, yeah. 250 underdog to Mike Perry in a punching match. Does that line feel right? It uh, also just um, like, if I could add to that question in a strange way, is this hilarious that that's where this line's sitting considering what we once thought about both these two men.
5: I would clarify that he's a fearsome kicker, not a fearsome kick boxer. Cause he's bad at the boxing part of it. Uh, which totally honestly, totally makes sense that the odds are, <laughs> are here for me because like, it won't shock me if he wins, he's much bigger than Mike Perry, but Mike Perry, let me let me answer your question, Shaheen, with a question of my own. Of these two men, as AK would say, who do you think has that dog in them? Because I know who my choice Uh. of the between these two men is, and it's not Luke Rockhold, and like a lot of this fight is just gonna be. Miguel like Rockwell's not about to like work a jab <laughs> and style on Mike Perry. He's this is just gonna be a fist fight, and those come down to who's got that dog in them. And it's very clearly Mike Perry is the one who has that here. So I think these odds are are spot on. I it's part of what makes this hilarious and compelling. It is absolutely funny, uh, which adds to it. All of this is just great, guys. Like this is. This is the event of the month as far as I'm concerned. Definitely the most... In- AK gave this an 8-5 or whatever. No. I give I give UFC cards like twos because are a lot of them are trash. This is better than... I think there have been like 18 events for the UFC thus far. This is better than like 12 of them. All of the pay-per-views I would watch over this and... Maybe the the Texas Fight Night card, the Corey Sandhagen uh, fight Fight San Night Antonio. card, probably what? Yeah, San Antonio one. Like I'd probably pick that one over it. But and if you added up all of the good fights from all of the other Apex and Fight Night cards together, maybe that collectively would be better than this. But there are at at most six UFC events that have been more compelling. And so if you're here because you're you just want to watch the show, like you're you're just part of the carnival, which we all should be at this point in time. You're not like one of the lunatics who thinks MMA has is a meritocracy or whatever. Then this is the best thing that's happened all month, and one of the best things that's happened all year, and I'm so <laughs> excited about it. <laughs>
3: uh, Ak, I mean, how do you break this one down? Like, do you do your best to to make this seem like a real legitimate thing? Like, what 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 do you look Quite at? I have to this match up. So have
4: pick? It?
6: have to be like the boxing commentators on Kingpin Boxing who are like, oh yeah, they're watching like two, uh, you know, untrained ladies with a combined, you know, 42 million Instagram followers throwing terrible left hooks and going like, wow, the accuracy, the accuracy and the stamina, the toughest. This is a real contest here. Do I have I to think do that? that that's minute? funny.
5: I think that that you should do that. Like there's, this is in the middle ground. Influencer boxing is so bad that it's just, Far more enjoyable to treat it like it's real. This is all. This is good enough where you should just dismiss it entirely and treat it like the like the gong show that it is.
6: We have said many times that uh, boxing in MMA is not great. I, I'm trying so hard not to mean here because who am I <laughs> to criticize uh, MMA fighters? No striking, but relative, relative. Listen, relative to a professional boxer, you're a man with
5: a opinions. AK, this you isn't. This isn't opinions. a hot.
6: This isn't a hot take. This isn't. This isn't like me slamming MMA fighters. But I would think most who would agree. Your average MMA fighter, compared to your average boxing pro, it's a just it's completely different levels. I don't. We're not talking like, and we're not even talking world champions. I'm talking like top 100, top 200 boxers. It's just another. Like, and, and you would go the other way,
5: or semi athletic yeah. dudes with a million dollars and time on their sure, hands sure, who have there just been go. stunting on MMA champions like or, boxing or, in MMA so- is trash.
6: Or if you're salt poppy. Okay. All right. So I'm not, I'm not like, it's no insult to say these guys are not as good as those, that group of people that we have just selected. Okay. But they're not incompetent. I, I don't think this is going to be like, like let's, we're calling it kind of a freak show. We're kind of calling like, again, a fight you just wouldn't see in literally any other promotion, which again is a feature, not a bug. That's a great thing. Um, but these guys know what they're doing. It, it, you know, it's, it, yeah, it's bare knuckle. It's it's a little unfamiliar to to Luke well a lot unfamiliar to Luke Rockhold, um, but the guy I, I have a lot of faith. Like as much as I was making fun of him before, the guy's been around the game. He's been around a lot of great fighters. He's been around all kinds of different styles. He knows what he's doing. I, I don't think it's out of the question that he can he can outbox Mike Perry. Um, that's certainly not the pick that I'm making. But let's b- before we laugh, before we have a laugh at Luke Rockhold, you know, a guy who has been on the the wrong end of some highlight real knockouts in mma all right it, it's happened i'm aware of that before we completely go all in and say that yeah he's just this is a huge mistake for him and everyone's just having a laugh and he's gonna get ko and things gonna go viral i want to i i need to see I, I i need to see like give me give me a minute of him boxing before i start like poking fun at him because i, I, I one thing about this fight as funny as the build-up has been and as as, as weird as it is, is that we do think on paper it could be weirdly competitive, and unless Mike Perry comes out there and just colds him dead in the first like 30 seconds, which is a possibility, I think if it gets past that mark, we'll, we'll actually see like a kind of a kind of compelling fight. Some of might still get knocked out, but it won't just be this like instant again this instant viral clip. Ha ha ha! I can't believe you know uh, this guy even thought of doing this. So I'm I'm being Prince of Positivity for Luke Rockhold and any Luke Rockhold supporters out there. I don't think he embarrasses himself. So that's if <laughs> take that. Uh, wow. Take that. Take that. <laughs> faint praise
5: for what deal. it is.
3: Take that faint praise for what it is. I don't think he embarrasses himself.
6: as I don't think he
5: What qualifies as embarrassing most himself positive. is my question.
6: I think if he got smoked in like thirty seconds, it would be a lot of a lot of like pointing, pointing okay. and laughing at Luke Rockhold. Again, it's he's he's had he's I mean, had some yes. bad knockouts. Yeah. Okay, so A.K. It seems like you're picking Mike Perry. I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I can't go. Listen, he's just a harder puncher. Uh, I'm not saying the harder puncher always wins in bare knuckle, but. It's a pretty good bet in this case. So yeah, Mike Perry for me.
3: <laughs> I think I, I do want to be fair to Luke Rockhold because I know we're we're on here, we're having fun, you know, Why? it's just whatever. But Luke Rockhold has been in fights where he has shown that he very much does have that dog in him. Like obviously, we talk about his chin, we talk about some of the knockout losses, stuff, but like that Paulo Costa fight, a lot of dudes would have lost that fight a lot earlier than Luke Rockhold and not made it to the bell. And in the mm-hmm. way he was even at the in the end of it, just smearing the blood and all that. Like this man is no is no wimp like he's out there he is gonna try to get into it as much as possible with mike perry and and that's to me is what makes this so compelling is because the last time we saw luke rockhold he was very much showing us that he has that dog in him but it's just as we said like mike perry is the sole human invented for this sport like he is so lucky and we are so lucky that he is living in a time where this sport exists because 10 years ago 15 years ago he would not have had a chance to come over here and do this and i think mike perry is probably more popular and. Successful now than he ever was in his MMA career over at BKFC. Uh, Jed, that being said, where are you going with this?
5: I would like to clarify a thing you said. You said that Luke Rockhold has had fights where he's shown that he's had fight, the Paulo Costa one. And I'm not here to discredit. That was one of my favorite fights of last year. I I voted for, it for fight of the year. You cowards didn't. I don't know. You guys thought other fights were better than that. Because I got to be honest with you. The only downside to this event this weekend is that that was like the most emotionally affecting fight of 2022. And it was like a really fitting in for Luke Rockhold because I don't think he he – you know, didn't go down to Paulo Costa because he has that dog in him or whatever. Like I think, I mean, I guess it it is tangentially, but it's not the same way that Mike Perry is just gonna be that for his whole life because that is who intrinsic to who he is. It was that was Luke Rockhold understanding where he stood in his career and saying, no. And fighting valiantly against the fading of the light and he couldn't do it. And that's why it was so compelling is watching a man struggle in futility was a shockingly compelling bit of theater that I frankly didn't think Lou Rockhold was capable of. I don't think he has that in him again, because I don't know that anyone can produce that sort of an emotional heft when they are fist fighting somebody. And particularly in this matchup, I don't think it's going to matter. Like I'm not saying Mike Perry is going to go and ice him with one shot because Mike Perry is not that big of a hitter. It's bare knuckle anyway. So like you get fewer of those just from the the nature of the beast, but Luke Rockhold doesn't have the technique to really, kind of stick and move or, or outlast Perry and Perry is just going to bring the fight to him. And that is, he will make it an issue of one of them quitting. And this is not an MVP who can bounce around and and avoid. This is just going to be a collision. And if the two of these dudes are colliding, eventually Rockhold is the one who will break. I don't necessarily think it, you know, he will give a good accounting of himself or it won't be shameful, but I just don't think he's got it in him to win this sort of a contest.
6: You know what? You know, what's interesting. Uh, so, so Mike Perry has not knocked anyone out in bare knuckle yet. Right. All decision wins. Yeah, I believe. I don't no. think so. He doesn't have a knockout since it looks like 2017. I was
5: knee. I think. Okay. He's not a really big knockout artist yeah. in general. No. On the other just, hand, on the other hand, a though, scrapper.
6: On the other hand, Luke Rockhold, before the uh, Costa loss, uh, the decision loss, and excluding that Polaris uh, grappling thing he did a few years ago, do you know the last time uh, that he, uh, went again, he went to a decision again before Paulo Costa?
5: He went to a decision. No, he finished him. Yeah, last time he a decision. Yeah, I
6: thought you were going to say finish it. Yeah,
5: Jacare. No,
6: um, after Tim Kennedy, that, but you're in the right. Tim Kennedy, Tim Kennedy. Al- almost eleven years ago, he has not gone to the scorecards in an MMA fight in almost eleven I've pu- years.
5: I've, I've pulled this up. You want to you want to clarify what that means here, though. Uh, <laughs> he kicked the gut out of the Philippou. He Kamura Tim uh-huh. Boach in one of the most yeah. dynamic bits of offense I've ever seen. Uh, he knocked out and submitted Michael Bisping. <laughs> Leona Machida tapped. Chris Weidman just an obliteration, like one of the most dominant stretches of fighting I've ever seen. Dave Branch, a fight he wasn't doing well in and then got there. Like he, he hadn't been knocking him out with the mitts. It's, no, there's none, there's
6: none look, of that in there. If there's this were that.
5: kickboxing, <laughs> if this were bare knuckled kickboxing, Luke Rockhold wins. If he is allowed to kick him wins for sure. He's not. And so he's screwed.
3: And ultimately, I think that's where I'm I'm at with this too. Because I, I understand the narratives around Luke, but I think a lot of that is colored by obviously, like, dude was going against some of the best in the world, like getting knocked out by Jan Blakovic and things like that. Like, I'm not going to fault you <laughs> for that if you're Luke Rockhold. But the thing is, like, if if this fight was taking place before the MVP fight, if we had not seen Mike Perry actually go in there and beat someone who I think is ostensibly... Just subjectively, like a better boxer than him, but just almost like out tough his way past MVP. That to me colored the the way I look at Mike Perry and Bare Knuckle now. We're like, like you said, Jed, if this was an MMA fight, if this was kickboxing, if this was Muay Thai, if this was anything, I'm favoring Luke Rockhold. This is just Mike Perry's arena. And I, I think there's going to be a real. Uh, acclimating like getting uh, like awareness type of issue in the first few rounds of this of just like, oh, this is so vastly different than anything I've ever done. If you're Luke, right? And and Mike's just been in here. He's he's been through the trenches. He's done this at this point. I just it's hard for me to not see Mike Perry winning what I think is going to be a very competitive back and forth fight. But ultimately I can see him taking a decision. And I think that's where I'm landing with it. I, I need a rock hold by knockout prop. Is it out there?
6: Is it out there guy? I'm just I just curious. I just I'm not I wouldn't bet it I wouldn't bet it I'm just I, want to I still know, don't like, even what is, see do you, where,
5: where the lines are. So,
6: <laughs> What would you put it at? What would you put Rockhold by Knockout at, Jeff?
5: What's he at right now? Plus, like, 240 that, or something? Is that, like, plus 215? Plus 215. Uh, dude, Mike Perry has, like, been knocked out, like, maybe once. Uh, at plus 650. Maybe higher. Yeah. That makes I like sense.
6: That. I like that. I would bet on that thought, actually.
5: (laughs) Mike Perry Perry got knocked out by Jeff Neal, right? And like, that's it. Uh, Also, looking back on that, good for Jeff Neal. (laughs) But uh, he's fought some dudes who can crack, and this is his arena. And I don't know. Luke Rockhold's like shins don't hold up to kicking. I have no idea how his hands are going to hold up to punching somebody without padding on. Like, it seems incredibly unlikely that Luke Rockhold gets a knockout here.
3: Well, let's move on because we got a lot left to get to. Um, this co-main event. Another one of the fights, honestly, like I mentioned at the top, where it's just that matchmaking you love, where something is in front of you that you never considered at any point in your life and it just kind of drops there and it's calling your name all of a sudden. Three-time UFC featherweight title challenger, Chad Mendez. He's coming back, sophomore appearance in BKFC ring. And he's taking on, he's welcoming, greeting, meeting, the debut in Eddie Alvarez, former UFC Bell Tour, lightweight champ, the underground king. We know all about these guys. Easily to me, this is the biggest coin flip fight of the whole weekend. Um, so let's start with you, Jed. I mean, Mendez Alvarez. Do you love it? You hate it, you intrigued. Where you at with this one?
5: Solid. This is this is a fight that you could do in MMA. If if this wasn't BKFC, if this was PFL and they set this, it'd be like that would still be the exact same thing we've been talking about, right? Of I never thought about this fight, but the matchup is somewhat compelling. I'm interested. Let's do it. Like I either guy can win this. This is this is good matchmaking. It still holds the same true here, just adds in the extra variables that I think favor Chad Mendez. Because if this were an MMA fight, I would I would assume Eddie Alvarez is going to win, but again, that's competitive. But with this one, Chad Mendez has the experience in bare knuckle, and that matters so much. I've t- said it before, and I'll repeat it right now. It's just like you hear Poly Malignaggi come in. You hear in every other fight, uh, MVP when he came in. It's just different. You think that you know what it is, but it is not the same thing as competing in any of these other sports. And even one fight, having that experience, you know, four rounds in there is enough to – to know a little bit more. Eddie Alvarez has said that he's preparing for this. He's been training specifically, kind of geared toward this. And of all the dudes who I think that are competing in this sport could just drop right into bare knuckle and, and succeed, Eddie Alvarez is pretty high on the list. But I, I have no idea if that's going to hold true. And so I'm really interested. Again, BKFC, they have paid a by all accounts an exorbitant amount to make this happen and I don't know if it's a good financial decision for them, but I do know that this is the most interested I've ever been in a BKFC card uh, by a long, long shot, and this is part of the reason why. This is also a compelling and interesting fight on its own merits.
3: Yeah, I mean, AK, we, Jed mentioned it. We have seen Chad Mendez here before, right? We've seen him once inside the BKFC ring. Dude has always been yoked, but he is... Ever since he came back for BKFC, he has taken that yoke to a different level. Man is looking what he's ridiculous. Suggesting? What is just how? I'm just saying, dude looks like a genuine fire hydrant at this point. Like I'm he suggesting is back on the-
5: BKFC knows how a combat sports promotion yeah. should be run. AK, that's what go. I'm suggesting.
6: He's back on the uh, he's back on the psoriasis cream. I think the Sarai, psorias- I think, it flared up, and I think he's, you know, he's just, he's just, he's just been creaming up. So the sorai. B K F C isn't
5: spending two hundred million dollars a year to just accost people for no benefit. Man Way looked like he ground
3: me. down the old Chad Mendez and drank him in a protein shake. He like, he's just ridiculous looking all, in here. Yeah, and I love it. All natty. I love it because he's all natty. Listen, he, look, he looked pretty good. Had time look, off.
5: I don't care <laughs> if he's natty or not. He looks great.
3: That being said, looks we haven't seen Eddie Alvarez here, right? We've seen Eddie under a billion different promotions, under a billion different rings, rule sets, cages, whatever. He's been doing this 20 years. But we've never seen him in boxing, and we've especially never seen him in something like this. Okay, what are you expecting, I guess, from Eddie from this endeavor? And do you like it? Do you like this move for him? I love it. I love it. I, I think he's
6: going to be freaking incredible because much like the aforementioned uh, Salt Poppy, I think Eddie Alvarez has more bare knuckle experience than we think. This is this is the underground king, guys. You don't think he's ever been in a, a like a, a bare knuckle fight in his life before? Maybe nothing sanctioned. That wouldn't surprise me. It Wouldn't surprise me if he's out there, you know, during his early MMA career before MMA is getting into bare knuckle scraps for, you know, $50 in a hot dog. Like, I think it's entirely possible that that this is not. I haven't I I should add. I have not been keeping up with any Eddie Alvarez pre-fight interviews. So if he has been saying like, oh, I've never done this before, then one, I apologize. And two, I also kind of don't believe him. I think there's I think there's bodies out there is what I'm saying. I think there's bodies out there telling a story. <laughs> that, uh, that ran into a young Eddie Alvarez, you know, 20-some years ago on the wrong day. And uh, sometimes bare-knuckle shit just happens when you're on the streets. Uh, so yeah, it's his first official sanctioned bare-knuckle fight. But this is nothing new to him, man. This guy has seen it all this guy see it all against all kinds of different opponents. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pick, I know we didn't really ask for a pick, but I'm picking Eddie Alvarez all the way. I I don't think he's going to look, I I understand the point about, you don't really know what bare knuckle is until you are doing it. I get it. That's the way it is with any combat sport, I assume. But I think his, again, either, either I'm right and he's had a, he's had, you know, unsanctioned bare knuckle fights before and he'll just be like riding a bike again. Or, the, the amalgamation of his experiences will be enough for him to like, within the first whatever minute of trading bare knuckle shots, just being like, yeah, I'm I'm home. This is what I do. I fight. I fight. I've been fighting for the better part of my adult life uh, in all kinds of different scenarios, all kinds of different opponents, um, you know, different venues. This is just what he does. He's a fighter. And uh, I expect him to be like absolutely fantastic on Saturday. And uh, I'm, I'm picking him to win a knockout or like a comfortable decision.
3: Yeah, you're telling me that 20 what 23 24 year old eddie alvarez on the on the philly streets just full of piss and vinegar at 2 a.m that man's not Mm. getting in all sorts of street fights come on man come
5: on it's a whole world of (laughs) (laughs) fighting some philly yokel and chad can (laughs) No, that's – Chad Mendez on the extra vitamins is not the same as fighting some dude in Pennsylvania who's drunk. It's not the same. Hey,
3: they make them tough out there in Philly. They make them tough. I mean, Jed, yeah. a- AK's already given his prediction. I'll get yours in a second, but what's your biggest question heading into into this
5: matchup? Dude, it's all questions. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say – No, no.
6: I, I, I think um, – I really wonder – uh, and I know, again, I know Chad Mendes already came back and had that uh, had that successful uh, BKFC, you know, debut. But I, I still wonder if there is that part of him that is has that one foot out the door. Um, I, I understand, you know, wanting to leave MMA competition and sort of, you know, get out of that UFC contract so he could explore other things and focus on his own business. You know, he runs a su- successful, I mean, like, hunting gear or something like that. So there's, there's a lot of reasons he didn't want to fight. But I do think there's that part of him, too. Yeah. I do think there's that part of him, too, that is, like, he came back, he did BKFC, got a nice, he's getting a nice payday, probably whatever his, his contract is. Um, and that to me is somewhat concerning because uh, look, Eddie, uh, I guess he hasn't fought in a while, right? But not because he doesn't want to, he was never retired. It's just, this guy This guy has been an active fighter for again, so, 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 so long. He's. I feel like he's never had one foot out the door. I feel like he's always been all in. Now, is is this BKFC run his, the beginning of the twilight of his combat sports career? It's possible. But I think there's that, that just that different level of, uh, of commitment of being there um i know it sounds weird again because chad Mendez has fought bare knuckle eddie alvarez hasn't i get it uh but i wonder if chad mendes was maybe satisfied by that first win and also now getting this legend i would call it a legends fight with eddie alvarez um well, i think eddie is just a little bit and guys i'm not going to say anything about anyone having any dogs in them right it's just not happening it's we got we need to get off that phrase it's just it's so overdone uh but i think there's a little bit of that hunger in eddie and that still needs to prove that um he can be a, uh, I guess a champion i assume they'll, they'll create they'll have him compete for some sort of belt at some point that he can still be a champion in, in in combat sports whether it's in bare knuckle or in mma jed
5: what do you think i mean that's that is it's a great read on the fight it's not exactly the one i share uh because part of and my biggest question is well how will eddie alvarez look he hasn't fought in a while and this is an entirely new venture um, and so I largely think he'll be fine. He is just, he he's got that dog in him, AK. He is not going to shy away from the fight that's coming at him. But also, Eddie Alvarez is old, man. And I know Chad Mendez isn't like young, but there's a world of difference in fight years. I mean, Eddie's Eddie's been fighting for 20 years, like 20 years of fist fighting the toughest competition all around the world, it it just catches up. Like it just adds up. The mileage is so vast on him and coming into a new, incredibly brutal venture, because that's the thing. BKFC, I think probably is safer than MMA uh, just because bare knuckle boxing is in general going to be a safer endeavor than, than other forms of combat sport. But it is, undeniably more brutal in in the short short term periods and so we're talking about a dude who's almost 40 has been fighting for over half of his life and he's coming up against a guy who's a little bit more experienced in this particular venue who hits real hard who very likely is getting some extra help which i ain't knocking the man for it just putting it out there that's a lot of concern for a guy like Eddie Alvarez, who he he is not going to get in there and quit. I am unsure how much his body is going to let him continue to do this. So I hope we just get a barn burner. They just come in. They just sit toe-to-toe and scrap. Because I know Eddie wants to retire with an MMA fight, at least one more in the United States. And I hope he will get that opportunity. And so – mostly i'm i'm just hoping everybody comes out of here okay but that we get something really really special because i think this has much more of an opportunity to be a fight of the year ish kind of contender than the main event does
3: so just reading into it, it sounds like you're picking chat though
5: for sure picking Chad. eddie's old
3: yeah I mean, Chad's only 30, Chad's 37, Eddie's 39, but as you said, the fight
5: years. Is just, it's, 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 it's fight, fight years, not age years.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I see it the same. Ultimately, I'm going with Chad as well. But I think this is going to be super fun. I think this is going to be ultra competitive, ultra fun, and just as you said, like a fight of the year type of almost environment between these two. I can see almost a split decision. Chad Mendes taking it, uh, but I'm so compelled by it. I, I can't wait for this. The top two here is so good. And really, as we said, lots more on this BKFC card. Christine Ferreira defending her flyweight belt against Beck Rollins, UFC and Bell Torvette. Big Ben Rothwell chucking hands with Huggy Bear, Josh Copeland out there. You got Chris Camozzi, you got Brandon Gertz, Just a lot of names MMA fans probably recognize if they've been around. Uh, but really, really quickly, well, let's pivot over to UFC because there is a UFC card as well.
0: We mentioned at the top.
3: Seventy-two here. How would yeah, you rate listen, this? The, yeah,
6: I'm degree of difficulty. So
5: harshly.
3: No, I mean, listen. The, the,
6: uh, degree of difficulty means you know best case scenario. But this is a this is in the gymnast equivalent. This is a this is you know approaching the pommel horse thing. What's the thing where they jump anyway and do the flip? You're approaching. It's like two, a vault. Thank you, the vaults. Uh, you know, and they're going and you're just trying to do maybe a couple of flips and just nail the landing. That's it. This is not. This is a low wattage card. Expectations should be. Very, very, very tempered. Um, it's only 11 fights. And I'll be honest with you, we had a couple of weight misses, which does sometimes lead to cancellations on fight day. So uh, I hope everyone's okay, but this could lead to a uh, 10 fight card by the time fight night rolls around, which I have a feeling a lot of people might not have a problem with this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's like a 7.4, 7.3, probably even lower, 7.2, which again, which is let's say everything goes perfectly and, and it's a 7.2 out of 7.4 you probably had an okay time watching it you probably don't regret it you then you tune into bkfc right after catch the main event of that you got yourself a good night so there's, there's fights in here worth talking about for sure and, and and fantastic main event it's a great 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 main event
3: well i mean let's talk about that main event briefly jed Ricky simone song you know sure as you said <laughs> he's he, you know he's generous he's a generous man he's the prince of positivity um this is another Bantamweight showcase, as you said. One of the better divisions in the sport. Probably second-best division in the sport. Song Dong out here coming in here, headlining his second straight show. Uh, last one was Corey Sanhagen. Didn't go his way. Broke a long win streak. Ricky Simone, he's on the other side. He's winning five straight. Back-to-back highlight reels over half Sun Sound, Jack Shore, Shore's last time out. Um, thoughts on this matchup. What do you feel like it means for the Bantamweight division at large? And who do you think has more to gain here? Like, wh- What are the stakes
4: that you see here at play?
5: It's a very good matchup. It means nothing, and that's the problem with it. Um, it. It means that one of these guys is slightly higher up the top fifteen rankings than the other. I don't. I'm uh, just pulled up the UFCs to to see. So the UFC currently has Ricky Simone at number ten, and they have Song at number eight. So the winner of this will be number eight in the bantamweight rankings. That doesn't mean nothing, but it kind of means nothing because it's Bantamweight, and Bantamweight already has a bit of a logjam at the top in the title conversation. The winner of this is not a win away from competing. They are generously two wins away from a title shot, and particularly if it's Song Dong, they are three wins away from getting a title shot. So we are really talking about not climbing the ladder, but just trying to get on the ladder and that's the problem with this is the main event on the merits it's a good fight it's like a very good fight ricky simone seems to be peaking he has looked sensational his last couple of outings is a kid with a lot of talent ton of athleticism and that will carry you very very far songy dong is still a child he's like 24 or something just impossibly stupidly young and is all looks better every time out. He has found a ceiling with where he's at now, but also he's 24 or whatever. So give him some time. He'll continue to develop. It's a good fun fight. And if you're just looking at, I got nothing to do on Saturday. I would like to be entertained for 15 minutes to 25. Fire it up. It's great. It's perfect for you. This means nothing overall to the division or about as little as possible as it is to mean, uh, while still meaning anything at all. And so we're not gonna come out of this being like, oh, hell yeah, Ricky Simone is a future title challenger. It's like, well, Ricky Simone maybe gets to fight uh, I don't Rob Font next. <laughs> like it's it's just such a long road to hoe in this particular weight class. And it's why it's tough to get up for this fight.
3: Jed, I mean, not Jed, I'm sorry. AK, do you see it the same as Jed? I mean, he seems like he's Maybe not super high on what this all means for the winner uh, of this fight. The stakes. Where do you feel like the winner goes?
5: I know exactly where this, this winner goes.
3: And who do you Saving have? For, do you save it for, one
6: for one on to one. the next who one, Jen. Save it for to the next one this Sunday, please. I need you. I, to, ju- I just you realized who
5: exactly what's at stake this weekend. So uh, I'm, I'm not go. quite.
6: Uh, yeah, I'm not quite as pessimistic about it. I guess, but but I mean, the facts are: look, this wasn't even supposed to be a main event. That's a fact. That's a fact. This 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 was last week's co event. It was only going to be given three rounds. It was the penultimate fight uh, to um, uh, Curtis Blades and uh, Sergey Pavlovich. Sergey, pa- wait, was that what happened this past weekend? Yes. Where's my head? Sure that was. was just, man, it feels like it's longer ago. I don't know why. Uh, so this was a co-main. So yeah, to say that this is like, oh, they're really looking at this as someone, that, you know, they want to rock into the top five. It's, it's not true. It's not true. I can't. I can't lie. I can't sell like that. It's it's a resume builder um that's that is as jed alluded to that is the position a lot of these guys are in at 135 who aren't in the top six top seven that like cory Sandhagen, Piotr Jan, al joe you know a uh, mix at the top uh, sean o'malley those guys are kind of probably dancing around each other for a little bit and you're still trying to you know if you're on the outside you're trying to get in there simone and, and song probably about two or three fights uh, two or three fights away depending and that's assuming they win you know, a loss for either guy does set them back quite a bit because there's so many young, uh, young, hungry guys behind them. Umar's in there somewhere. Umar Umar's already jumped over both of them. And they're both they're both in the UFC well before Umar. Um, so it is very difficult. It is very difficult to say. But I, again it doesn't mean it doesn't have stakes. Uh it, it's it, you're 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 just having to tread water, and that's not like I know I'm not selling this fight in a, in a really attractive way, but <laughs> No, but at one, but at one thirty-five, like these, this is a fight. like you, it's. It, 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 I don't want to make it sound like the fight is not memorable, and the result, like this is, this is a fight that when one, when or if one of these guys does become a contender or challenges for the world title, you will look back on this. You will look back on this fight. You might not remember the rest of the card. You know, uh, this might be a Jose Young special. Like I'm have to grill him someday. Like what? W- what was the co-main event to song, the Song Yadong Ricky Simone, the You know, fight of the year fight and. I'm, I don't know if he'll be able to get it. It does have Mr. Coleman. Well, that'll be it,
5: easy. But, I was say, you just yeah. pick Mr. Coleman. He's gets, always yeah. the go main. Yeah.
6: Uh, it's an easy so, win. And, and that says, I do think it's an important point. I do think, and especially for Ricky Simone, I, I think Ricky Simone, because he's on this win streak, because he, uh, hasn't, I think he, he's still viewed as a little more fresh, even though he has stumbled against some top guys in the past. He has a raw font loss. He has uh, that very unfortunate Uriah Faber loss, um, a while ago, but he's streaking in the right direction. And he's not as far away. Like Song You I, I don't know how many wins he is away because they've kind of already given him these, these big fights. They're like, oh, okay, he can't beat Corey Sandhagen. So that that puts this like ceiling on him. Ricky Simone, the Rob Font fight was a while enough ago that I think his ceiling is sort of back climbing again. His his, you know, uh, possible ceiling. And a, a big performance against Song could push up real quick. So yeah, not no one's getting a tell the shot right away. No one's getting a top five point out of this, but it's there's 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 importance to it. So who you got? I like I like Simone. I like Simone. I think Simone's... Again, maybe I'm just... Tr- I'm going with the trending fighter. I've done that many, many times in the past. I've been wrong many, many times in the past. You know, just going with the guys on a win streak. I love Song Yudong. Uh Power puncher plus athlete. Both guys are pretty good athletes. I give Song maybe the slight edge there. Um, Ricky, I think, is a bit better at mixing the martial arts. And... Uh, I think a little bit better defensively, which I think will matter a lot in this fight, especially when you're dealing with Song Yadong, because, again, he hits so hard. Maybe one of the hardest hitters at 135. So taking all that into account, I'll go Simone by decision in a really compelling five-rounder.
3: What do you think, Jed?
5: Uh, I think I realized what this fight is for, and it's very unfortunate because this is one of those fights that you would like to lose Um, because the winner... Is is going to unfortunately win the Umar Nurmagomedov sweepstakes, and that is not a fight that oh. they want. But they are just going to be press ganged into taking it because nobody else will fight Umar apparently, and they will be in a position in the UFC's rankings to be like, yeah, okay, okay Ricky, you won. You want to make a charge with your seven four, six fight win streak? Well. You got to beat this guy. And if you can beat Umar, then we'll give you a top five guy. And maybe you can get a title fight that way. Uh, The winner of this is getting Umar. So lose. Uh, And fortunately for Song Yidong, I think he's going to lose. I think AK and I have a slightly different read. I think Song is a plus athlete. I think Ricky Simone is an A plus athlete. I think he is not like one of the best athletes in the sport. But you go back and watch the Jack Shore fight. Jack Shore is not a great athlete. But the difference between the two of them was stark it they were not competing in the same sport that night because ricky simone is a good is a good athlete and that plus his grappling ability i think that the the ability to mix the martial arts score takedowns repeatedly and kind of force song into deeper waters uh i I favor ricky also by decision i mean Song Yidong is Incredibly tough. There's no quitting him. He he did not want to quit the Corey Santagen fight. Uh it was stopped for him. So I don't think Ricky Simone's gonna get him out of there. But I do think this will be 48-47 49-46 Simone.
3: I could see that. I could see that. Well, I mean, you really kind of sold me. I'm not gonna lie with this Umar thing. I to me that makes this fight more compelling. I almost wish that was the tagline of this fight is winner's gonna get Umar, because then I'm all in on it um because either either of those matchups is, is frankly that's perfect uh i'll go song i'll lean song i think this is a very very competitive fight i could see it being a very back and forth fight uh i'll go song by decision i don't feel great about it but i, I i've just been very high on him for a long time and as you said jed he's very young he's like to dece- he's like deceptively young where you you wouldn't expect him to be as young as he is and i think maybe he learned something from that cory sanhagen fight but we'll see we'll definitely see uh you look up and down this card Again, you know, I don't know what else to say. You, you, Mr. Kola headliner. five. Mr. Who? Song? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Um, yeah,
5: Dude, Mr. Cola headliner we, himself. We Mr. talk about Kola, like Ilya Taporia and Armand Sarukian as he's like super young, like these guys of the future. Song is younger. <laughs> he is so young. He's so good already. A lot of mileage though. Yeah. Almost 30 Does pro have- bouts already. <laughs> He's the next Max Holloway.
3: Which is a great place to be. That's a great career to emulate if you're going to try to be the next Max Holloway. It is. Um, just a quick rundown on the rest of this. I mean, you got Cal Borello, Mr. Co-Headliner himself, in the co-main event. Four UFC fights, three co-main spots. I don't understand what the hell this man has on UFC matchmakers to keep getting this. Uh, but kudos to you, man. Keep getting him. He's taking on Mihail J Chuck. There you go. Who's low-key, kind of very sneakily, looked really sensational at 185 since dropping down. Uh, 2-0 and with like two really pretty vicious knockouts, first-round knockouts. Uh, rest of the card, you got Adolfo Viero on there versus Cody Brundage. Julian Arosa, Stephanie Edgar on the undercard. Uh, I don't know. It's a card. Let's when, bring you in, Casey. When,
5: when Stephanie Egger is your, like, fifth person that you are trying to sell the card with, that's when you know this is Poop Soup, man.
3: Poop Soup. Poop, poop Soup. soup is, that's the tagline. That's what this is. Um, it's what Burger, this card Burger Man is.
4: versus Poop Soup. Where are you going? Where are you going?
3: Burger Man. That's Burger matchup man. of the weekend. So <laughs> let's get those questions in. Let's hear from the peeps. In the meantime, while the questions are rolling in, what's up, Casey? How you doing, right. man?
4: How you doing? How's everyone? Well, your heads We're doing a, well. Right. Um, got, I got your your head's a little low. Wait. There we is go. it
3: even worth asking Loki Banger for UFC? Does anybody have a good answer no. for this?
5: Uh, I, from I always, a pure entertainment standpoint, there is a possibility that Edgar Alexiva is fun because I don't think either of them are good. <laughs> Um, Alexiva is actually bad, but she is willing to fight. She will try to scrap. So you might get really ugly grappling transitions in this fight. That could be interesting.
6: I am so scared. That fight doesn't even happen. She missed weight by four pounds.
5: Yeah. Just make her fight. Make her fight Haley Cowan and do Stephanie versus Jamie Lynn Horth. There's no reason not to. Who cares?
4: What do we know about Uh, Fernando Padilla? I know nothing about him.
5: Uh, I, I always like enjoy watching
4: Juicy J fight, but I don't – I'm sorry.
5: He looks like he might be kind of fun. He's shown some flashes, but he's lost to the good people he's ever faced, which is tough. Um, But you can grapple a little bit, and he's big, so – and he's young. We'll see. see. This is a very good entry-level test for him.
6: I actually do like the flyweight matchup between Cody Durden and Charles Johnson. I don't know if that's going to be – I, I haven't listened to No Bet's Bard yet, at Jed, so I don't know if that – got we we're getting a flyweight under there. Oh, maybe I did listen we've, to it actually. Are, are you guys talking about it?
5: We've committed to trying it, but uh, they are both close to enemies of the state, so I don't have high hopes.
6: <laughs> I still like the ma- – even if it goes to a decision, I'm not going to put money on it. But I, I actually like that matchup. Yeah, flyweights are fun. Big, super fun, yeah. So there you go. There's your – It won't be a banger. I think calling it a banger might be uh, be a stretch. I think maybe one of those fun grappling matchups. But um,
4: yeah, I think that'll be a good one. Of the two middleweight fights, going back to back, who's going to be the middleweightiest middleweight of the four?
5: Oh, kind of. This is very obviously Rodolfo Vieira. Yeah, okay, thank you. No, I disagree.
6: I totally disagree. I think we have different definitions of what a middleweighty middleweight is.
5: Well, I mean, I don't think any of these four gentlemen would qualify. But if I was getting, me to who Io
6: is, is getting there. Io, he never finishes anyone.
5: He's for a had guy three who like fights in getting, the UFC, he got to have know, some time.
6: But for a guy who keeps getting main event fights, it's like usually you think it's like, oh, because he's a super exciting guy. Like he's not finishing people, and these are, also, like, these are good he's opponents. These are good He's winning. Yeah.
5: He's winning too much, though. Like, he is. You can't keep uh, win, winning so, and be a middleweight winning is guy. Okay. You got to win them and I, lose. I,
6: I agree. You got to have the alternation. I agree, but I think for me, Adolfo, his, his identity is too distinct and he's too good at actually doing what he's supposed to do, except for like, I mean, we saw some, you know, the answer for Hernandez the times when he can't
5: do, <laughs> times do that. He can. that just, but I mean, otherwise,
6: I don't know. He's too, he finishes a lot of fights. It's the finishing for me. Like, I like to see my middle, my middleweight, yeah. middleweight go
3: to, go to decisions a lot. That's like, it's not a requirement. I feel, I feel like so a specialist really, like, can't be super middleweighty, right? Like yeah, middleweighty means at you're good at everything, that. but not really great at anything.
6: Yeah. Or you're great at something no. uh, on paper, like Eric Anders. Eric Anders is always talking about like how great his like jitsu is, and also he's he's like a, he's theoretically like has an athletic advantage over like other the other middleweights. But but you just never get that feeling in any of his fights. You wouldn't know he was a former high level Division One football player. You wouldn't know he's like supposedly a good grappler because he's like literally never grappled in any of his fights. That to me is a lovely middleweighty middleweight. A guy who like has skills and physical gifts, and just for some reason. Has never put them together in his fights at all.
5: <laughs> it's Christoph Jocko is middleweighty. That's it. Yes. It's just think 100%. of Christoph Jocko. And of these four people, actually Cody Brundage is probably the most likely to be Christophe I was gonna Jocko-y. say that was <laughs> But I don't really man. but I don't really like Cody Brundage, whereas I like <laughs> middleweighties. So I'm going Vieira because when he gasses it's funny. Oh,
4: I love it when he's so tired. He tries so hard. <laughs> it's the best. And this is <laughs> Yeah.
5: he can like kind of box like not really but it's clear that he trains how to strike like he he doesn't make bad decisions on the feet he just simply cannot fight past seven minutes
6: and there's some power there he's a he's a huge mf'er. like he is listen we talked about uh, Chad Vendez being on back on the strike Chad Mendes program. He's on he the chat, yeah. He lended him his cream. He lended him his cream. You know, it's a skin condition. Oh. It's legitimate. Well, Casey,
3: what what are the people saying? He has get a the physique of a high level grappler. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: all right, all right. You what do we got here? You what do we got? Me. Um. Hmm. All right. Oops. Ooh. Too small. Do do do.
5: No. God, no. This one's no.
3: coming from our good friend Joseph Boza, who says, could Ricky Simone be one or two fights away from a title shot? If he wins, he's entering tomorrow on a five-fight win streak. I think we all agree, probably no. Not right? even close. This, this bantamweight division is, is so muddled and sort of He's stuck closer
5: to four fights away than he is to one.
3: And also, the, the point that I would add on to that and support your case is Dude, there's a very real world where next week Henry Cejudo wins this title, and then we yeah, just do yeah. not see this title defended anytime soon, or maybe uh, defended against Sean O'Malley, yeah. and then held in stasis for like another year after that. While he
5: As hunts Volkanovski,
3: yeah, I've, he tried
6: to I've been to
5: been saying that since day one. He's going to fight Sean O'Malley and then instead of retiring like a dipshit because you lose whatever minimal leverage you have when you retire, he's going to stay and he's going to make the UFC take the belt from him until they let him fight Volkanovski. thousand percent what's going to happen.
4: Well, it's going to be this? awesome and terrible. What's the perfect scenario for – and the quickest scenario for Ricky Simone to actually get a title shot? It's Aljo winning. That's good.
3: And then Aljo fighting Sean and then going up and wait, vacating the belt, Marab and somebody else taking it, and then there it's going to be like an open season sort of at the top to try to, to compete in that. That's the
4: scenario. So Simone wins tomorrow in, in impressive fashion. He beats Umar in impressive fashion. then he would need maybe
5: one probably more one fight
4: away at that point, so:
5: Yeah, I, he's still going to need two. The problem is not interesting. Like he needs to win tomorrow and find a personality on the mic and scream, "I'm up, you up, Umar? I'll everybody. You say nobody will fight you. I'll be that dude. Let's if go." If he
3: Actively and calls out Umar and like he does needs, that he way. Needs then to, that, then that's a shortcut
5: because he, I think that's Umar the only way. He shortcuts ranked, at that all would
3: be a very quick way to to raise in everybody's esteem. In that case.
5: Yeah. Cause I think that's the only th- play he has here. Cause he, if he comes out and is like, I want to fight Pyotr Jan or I want to rematch Rob Font, there's no, it's not going to happen for him. So he's just got to swallow the pill, try and be interesting. Then he has to beat Umar and also use that to be like, okay, now I want to fight Marab or whoever, a top five dude. And if he is interesting and gets two wins, then maybe maybe he can find himself in a title. Like That is the only path to get there within three fights, including tomorrow's
6: fight. I agree with both of you. I think there's a path through Sean O'Malley after Sean O'Malley gets his shot at the title. After Sean O'Malley fights and loses to either Aljamain Sterling or Henry Cejudo, not a guarantee, but should he lose to them, and then his first fight after that title fight loss, if Ricky Smoke can get that fight and beat Sean O'Malley, I could see him sneaking into a title shot in that way. But I agree, it's like at least three fights. If Sean O'Malley
5: loses... If Sean O'Malley loses or maybe even wins, he is fighting Cheeto Vera in the main event of a pay-per-view because that's one of the five biggest fights UFC can put together right now.
6: He has to have the belt. I was he, ha- he has to win. He I think, has to win.
5: I think even if he loses, they just run that back, and that's still one of the but, five uh, biggest but, fights. But, but not as, not as a
6: pay-per-view headliner without a title. I Why not? I wish they would. They could, they,
5: they they well. could make that it for the bantamweight BMF belt. That,
6: no, I wish I would not You're be, being you're doing too much promoting now. You're promoting <laughs> your promoting is too high level now. No, we're talking about the UFC here. Come on.
5: <laughs> I'm just telling you why, wait till Sean O'Malley sells 600,000 pay-per-view buys against Henry Cejudo gets rinsed and then the UFC is like, "Well, it kind of doesn't matter. He's still Sean O'Malley." So,
3: in I that case, they will it. probably do him for an interim belt. And then I could see it.
5: Or they could just do Bantamweight BMF, and we could just start being fun. It's not hard, guys. UFC, you know that's not going to happen. You know that UFC's
6: never been fun. It it was such an easy way to market a fight that it's almost too easy. They're just like, no, whatever. It's we we don't want to do that again. Like, why? You could have one for every division. Women's banter weight needs a BMF title, all right? Oh, I'm sorry. I know. I, I oh, all right. I don't know.
5: I've actually solved the Bantamweight weight thing or the, the BMF belt. I think instead of doing one for every division, you just do it as a tweener weight. So like we're not officially making a 165 because that's a stupid idea and I'll believe it's stupid till the day I die. It's never, it's but We can just it's make stupid. it's it the dumbest idea of all not time. Stupid. Well, whatever. It's, it's, we don't need to go down this. We're not going we to go there. More right. the Norway, more Norway. More instead, you can it just do the BMS belt good idea. as a 165e belt. And you can have another one at like 175. You could just use them for middles. And then it's not stupid in having dumb, unnecessary weight classes, but it's kind of having dumb, unnecessary weight classes. So everyone can be happy.
3: 165, 175 is the inevitable future. 10 pounds. Is it 10 point? pounds. The there's,
5: is. There's, that's the that The inevitable future is never going to come.
3: At some point, 100 years down the line, they will see sense and that will happen. Casey, what's next? Hit us with some questions. Ah, uh, this one's coming they from Pro should. Fights Info. Who says, can we just match up the two fighters who missed weight today at featherweight and still give them twenty percent of their purse to their opponents who made weight and then match them up at bantamweight? I mean, this is the AK idea, right? I, yeah, of course, of course, it makes sense. the only thing that's that's unfair is you're preparing
6: for a certain opponent, right? You're preparing for a certain opponent, and and uh, I, I I don't know, I don't know how in depth that gets that you know you can't like switch who you're fighting, but. It, it is a bit of an ask, but yeah, it'd be so cool if they just did that. One one, well, a woman who weighs in 140 fights someone who weighs in 137.5, and then the two women who made weight fight each other. But again, MMA is supposed to be fun, and the, usually when you get to the UFC, uh, fun is not the first priority. you to got strict rules, and I mean, the commission as well, I don't want to just blame the UFC. The commission, you got to run it through them too. Um, you can't just do these things on the fly, but yeah, it'd be a cool
4: idea.
5: This is Vegas. When is the Vegas commission ever going to tell the UFC they can't do shit? Yeah. <laughs>
4: that's, that's fair. They sanctioned slap fighting because they and then, wanted it. And
3: then like a month later, the dude who sanctioned it was like, I, I really have made a terrible mistake. Yeah, I made
4: a terrible <laughs> mistake.
3: I, yeah, boy.
4: Uh, let's get one or two You'll more and then we can get out of here. Why has there been no talk or no just, just just laughs about half the power slap contestants popping?
5: Had no idea that happened.
4: Because there's no talk about power slap generally. Uh, but...
5: Gen- genuinely did not know that occurred. If we're gonna that make it doesn't fun of them. shock me, it's really funny.
4: It's so funny. I just I thought it was amazing when I saw that.
5: Poppy right. like steroids I'm,
4: and various narcotics. You gotta love yeah, it. I just like don't even
5: know why you're why are you even drug testing them? Yeah.
4: Like if you're not on drugs, why are you up there?
5: All right. Who cares? Uh
3: this one's oh, coming from our pal Forrest Daniels. I love you guys, but BKFC will never beat the You're MC
5: not better than us, really? Forrest. Well also like
3: <laughs> No one's saying BKFC's
4: beaten the UFC. I'm just saying uh, that objectively
3: this, they have the better product this weekend.
4: They and, that's just a fact. And UFC, it is a free card, ESPN Plus free, and you have to pay 50 bucks to watch BKFC. I mean BKFC like I mean, it costs you, money. You should, I
5: mean you're supposed to pay 50 bucks to watch BKFC. You don't have to. Pay the money. I agree. You should. I am not confident most people watching that event this weekend will be doing so.
3: <laughs> what else All we right. got? Uh, two, 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 oh. No Big Ben questions. I know. Crazy. Uh, are we getting a BKFC on to the next one, AK?
6: I mean, listen, if the people want it, the people want it. I guess we got to, well at least maybe do the top two fights. I think at least a top fight. At least, at least uh, we got to speculate what's next for uh, either uh, Mike Perry or, or Luke Rockhold or both of them. We're both of them. If it's a spirited fight, maybe we should try to figure out what's next for both these guys, Jed, because the fact that they even got matched up in the first place is a minor miracle. And it, it really feels like the sky, the sky is the limit. Let your mind run wild. There's no wrong answers. We have a thing called uh, doo doo picks. On on to the next one where you know if your pick is bad, it's a, it's a doo doo pick, and uh, I don't know if there is a, such a thing as a doo doo pick for either Mike Perry or Luke Rockhold after, but we'll see, uh, guys. If you if anyone watches the show, feel free start start DMing in those picks now. You can do it ahead of time, really, before the fights, you can, before a fight even happens. Uh, if you got ideas for both, I'd, I'd love to hear them.
3: All right, let's. Uh, oh, we got what, what this uh, coming from pro fights <laughs> info. Jed, you said the main event winner is at best two fights away okay. from the title shot. For fun, how many fights Ooh. away is the winner of the co-main from a <laughs> oh god, We're going to be let here me, for the next 30
5: minutes. Let me, let, me just, let me cook here for a little bit, boys. All right. Kaio's on a three-fight win streak. Now, granted, this is middleweight, so you're probably a little faster to a title fight just because nobody also, not wants gonna to win. watch. He's not going to win. I mean, either guy. Either guys, dude, I'm talking or about. Or j going to win this point. fight. Maybe. Sure. Could totally happen. Um, doesn't matter. Either of them are more interesting than watching Robert Whittaker get tuned up again. So it's not a lot. It's pretty easy to make your way through middleweight. So let's assume the winner of this is going to – they still won't be ranked. I'm pulling up the UFC's rankings. Uh, but the winner of this is going to get a ranked opponent. So it, it feels like they'll probably get like Chris Curtis. That seems around the the zone at what they'd be cooking through because um, – they're just always going to make Chris Curtis gatekeep the top 15. So the winner of this probably gets Chris Curtis. Maybe they could get Brendan Allen or something like that. So they got to beat Chris Curtis. Really tall order. Would not pick either man to do it. But let's just say they beat Chris Curtis. You come, you beat Chris Curtis. If you're Kyle Baraglio, then you're on a five-fight win streak and maybe the UFC clearly sees something in you because you're Mr. Comain. So they might give Kyle a bit of a bump up to like a Jack Hermanson level. Uh, then from that, if you beat Hermanson, you're probably not getting a huge drop-up. Strickland, five. I think you're five away if you're Boralio, <laughs> and you probably five or six away if you're Oleksiychuk. O- o- o-
4: <X-H-H-H-H-1> so it's so tough road. Old. Chow, uh Baradio would need eight fight. Was he on three fight win streak right now? Yeah. So yeah, three fight, Yeah, eight in total.
5: Yeah, he he's gonna need an eight fight win streak. I'll I'll, I'll tell you
6: an eight fight. I'll win tell streak. you how I'll tell you who gets there quicker. And our own uh, Guillermo Cruz is part of the Olak Oleg
5: gets there. gets there quicker.
6: Yeah, he finishes yeah. people. He's been he's um, been fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for uh for uh, Bohario, um, you know, uh, our own Guillermo Cruz spoke to him on uh, Chocasau the portuguese podcast way
5: to go and excellent excellent wow. I, I, I did my best I did, I did my
6: best i did my best and i had practice this morning where i screwed it up on the morning show <laughs> and um he he's called someone out kind of or he's done he's done the i'm not calling you out call out you know that that kind of that, that kind of fighter call out. like i don't think this guy's oh, that good dumb I, don't, thing. I,
5: don't, Got it. I don't
6: even want i don't even want to fight him that's how low i think of this guy that everyone's talking about uh and he's had some words for bo nickel if he were to get the Bo Nickel fight oh. within the next couple of fights and beat him, which I'd probably, I probably, I probably don't think that would happen, but because I'm very high on Bo Nickel, but I don't know, Bo Nickel's still pretty unproven. If he were to upset Bo Nickel, I think that gets him. That might just get you an immediate title shot because at this point, we're also assuming Bo Nickel also has a couple of wins. So like, two, they both have a couple of wins, and then uh, a couple more wins, then they meet up, and I might get to a title shot in this division. No it chance. might that's that's i don't even think they make that fight happen because i think they like both guys and they wouldn't see reason to really match them up but <laughs> listen kyle's trying to speak it into existence and uh, if we're being again prince of positivity most optimistic chance we're still talking like five uh so th- for me like at least three more three four more fights
3: i can't believe we just spent five minutes breaking this down yeah it's yeah, a good <laughs> question <laughs> <There's>
6: <laughs> uh just let's no get way. out here
3: Let's get out of here. I got one more just I want to throw to you guys. Uh, Because since nobody brought him up, and I feel like we have to talk about him just quickly before we get out. Is Big Ben the scariest convert to go from MMA to BKFC? Like, is he the scariest person you can imagine right now coming at you in the BKFC ring who's actually doing it? All 292 pounds of him.
4: He's got fast hands. He's He's tough. He's, yeah, I I would be very. Who's
5: actually doing it for sure? For sure. Alan Belcher's the heavyweight champion. For sure, Ben Rothwell is more scary than Alan Belcher. Like, I mean, if Francis Nganu takes a pay cut, joins joins the league, then Francis Nganu is the most terrifying man alive. So, but yeah, big Ben for sure right now.
4: Yes. I just and love open weight. Ben Rothwell. Bath.
3: Yeah, coming at you. He's all hairy. He's just gonna knock you out, and then like just cackle
4: over your your fallen body. It's just and, and do and do his little shuffle. Remember,
5: he- <laughs> <laughs> shuffle, shuffle. God, it,
4: yeah. it will forever be a
3: crime that UFC did not capitalize on the Big Ben run when it happened because he would have been the most fun title challenger in that exact moment when all that was going on. Dude, like choked out Josh Barnett. Like that is such an incredible. Feather in his cap, like thing to say on the resume of
4: just front choking out Josh. Josh yeah. Burnett with that go. Five speaking fingers, of that, are, of that fingers? During a uh, team practice and Josh was running team wrestling practice and Josh was running it. Then afterwards, um, you know, everyone comes together. You know all the coaches say their thing, and um, I don't know, I can't remember exactly, but Josh was talking about just talking about do not underestimate your opponents. because I think uh, one of our guys had a kind of upset loss. He's like, do not underestimate your opponent. You know, it's like you go in there, you lose concentration for a moment. He, you will get effed up. And he was talking about the uh, Ben Rothwell situation. He was like, he's like, I wasn't, my head wasn't there and Ben got me. He he owned it. He wasn't like, you know, making excuses, but he was like, but it was just right. Yeah, he, he was, because he kind of, that one kind of burns him. He's like, man, he's like he got me though. So, so yeah, Ben Rothwell is. Ben dangerous. Rothwell owns a submission ben
3: over Josh yeah. Burnett. Like that's a crazy statement.
4: He's like, yeah, just um, got relaxed in there. And he got me. But yeah.
3: I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh that's all for today. What a fun weekend this is gonna be. I'm really excited for this. This is this is the type of circus weekends I love. And, and we
4: will to. have a post show for bare knuckle too, so we will be doing uh, a post show. We,
3: we tentatively will have a oh. bare
4: knuckle post show. Yeah, well tenor,
3: oh, so. it's gonna be a little bit chaos going on okay. internally with the, the manpower that we have. But oh. we're gonna try to pull one off for you guys. So hope hopefully we will have one. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for rocking with us today. Really, really fun weekend ahead. Can't <laughs> wait for it. That man's Jed Mashu. That's Alexander K. Lee. That is EKC Layton, the undefeated. I am Sean O'Shotty. Keep it locked to MMA fighting. Enjoy the fights. Enjoy the weekend. We love you guys. We'll see you soon.
5: Did you guys know Josh Barnett has a bare knuckle fight?
4: Really? What? I know it is.
5: Run it back in bare knuckle, baby. Let's go.
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply.
0: Bank of America and NA, member FDSE. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code